No matter where your business is today or where you want to take it, you'll get there faster and more profitably with an operating system. Welcome to Team OS, your guide to starting, growing, and optimizing a real estate team. Here's your host, Ethan Butte. Kenny, great to see you. It's been a long time since I've seen you. Yeah. Glad to be in this conversation with you. Thanks for wanna... inviting me. Super excited. Yeah, man. I want to start where I started with literally everyone who's been in your chair over the past three days. What is a must-have characteristic of a high-performing team? I think drive. Mm -hmm. You have to like want it. How would you describe your own leadership style? I'm very, very direct, uh, less compassionate, less empathy, more data-driven. I That's that personally for me, but I have a really great leadership team that supplements uh, each other. So we have a leadership team of four, but I'm usually just the person that's really straightforward, like learning different things, giving people feedback, especially on marketing. Like, hey, their marketing sucks. I always tell them, move this, that, and looking at the numbers or it's room for improvement. So if I, every time I give um, judgment or something, I, I, I always always follow up with like things I'm thinking about or, or critique or feedback. Hey, this is how we can prove it. I don't really hope people kind of get to me. I'm pretty blunt. I don't really hold um, things personally. So it's mm -hmm. really easy people kind of just to de develop their skill to work a lot on me. Yeah, totally fair. When on your, specifically your team journey, uh, did you become self-aware about the types of people you needed to bring around you to have a kind of a well-rounded team? Well, the team, so without going into too much detail, I, I, I had a team in third year and I gave that up my fourth year. My, sorry, my, sorry, my fifth year in real estate, I had no team and then mentored a lot of agents. But it wasn't until like the fifth or sixth year when I got uh, brought on to handle all the online leads team that was handed a team of <laughs> like, um, misfits, I guess, like just random people who want to do online leads. So it's kind of fun learning how to work alongside on people. I didn't really study leadership books or anything until maybe around that time. Mm -hmm. Learning how to deal with personalities, dive a little more into this. Um, <clears throat> that, 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 was not, that was not easy leadership either because I worked for the company and lead, so I didn't have a lot of say. So it was a lot of like advice. So, it, but then that kind of got me learning, okay, the people I do want to surround myself, what didn't want to work, uh, didn't want to work directly, what and um, who, what my supporting agents would be on certain deals yeah fair um so we were were you referring to when you were leading an inside sales team yeah yeah cool what about that experience uh has been helpful to you today like what are some of the things that you picked up uh during that stage because i think it's an interesting way to come into this yeah it was um learning how to babysit's not right we're just learning how to handle people's personality uh they're really listen to their wants and needs and seeing how much i'm willing to budge on certain things that team was definitely not as successful as it could be. But at one point we had like grown from 10 to 50 agents. We were spending about 50 grand on Zillow a month. Then we started taking more territory. Then I handled East Bay, then brought a team leader, Francisco that had a way different style and someone in San Jose. So there was like leadership tears. Again, I was pretty young too that year. I was probably not even 30 years old yet. I think that's pretty young. And you know, as a solo producer, do what I want, go fast, you know, break things. Now you got to like cater to people's like uh, complaints and stuff like that. So it was, it was definitely challenging, but, but to go through that helped a lot in just understanding people a little better, studying more personalities and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, fast agent team fast. Yeah. What is it about fast? It's, and, and I'm sorry, in the back of your shirt is be you, yeah. but fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, e it's easy, to, easy to think of. It's, um, I remember there was a quote I, I gave it like probably 10 years ago. I was like, um, let me make sure I got it right. I was like, fat, 
fast and good beats slow and great. So the way you kind of see is like mm. if you're kind of like Uber, right? Uber and Lyft, you, people want instant. This is years ago, so that that was like primitive early Uber year. But people want to press a button when things done. I rather get something done that you know, like even like leadership training your team. If something can be done that, if they, someone can do the job at eighty percent, then you'll probably work with them. So we dial like I rather just do a lot of deals, and I'm, I'm less of a relationship agent. I don't really keep in touch with my past clients. It's pretty bad. But you know, I I've recruited almost six hundred agents to my team. Um, so I, I just want to do a lot of deals and get things done. You think about it, you needed to go down the street for dinner or whatnot. Again, well, you probably wouldn't hire a limo. It's kind of excessive, right? But agents, as they should, they want to get the top top of line service and all that. But I don't really have time for that. I want to I want to do a really good job and do as much as I can. So that's kind of like how I relate. Like I'd rather be like an Uber or Lyft uh, to a consumer where you're going to get exactly what you want. There's a five-star rating, uh, and then this is it. Yeah. yeah so really less, good. less, and then I, I started my business in the REO days. I started like right when the market crashed. I haven't actually been in the cycle. The prices had bottomed out when I started. So back then it was like short sales, helping people with their needs, people losing their homes. Most of my clients were investors found me online. They just wanted me to write offers. So building my book of business early on to that kind of the fifth, sixth year, so I ran a team. I didn't really actually have that many connections with other, with my people. So I, I built my business on, um, lots of processes, structure, and marketing. Mm -hmm. Cool. Talk about, um, you just mentioned how many agents you've recruited yeah. over the years. Talk a little bit about your, uh, your recruiting philosophy. Is it an all the time thing? Uh, or do you have like time blocks for it on a regular basis? Is it something Most, that you're thinking about all the time? Yeah. Like talk a little bit about, yeah. So I've recruited personally over a hundred agents to my team in the last Three was well, September right now. Since January 2020, we've actually added about 560 agents to the team. I looked at the numbers this morning before my talk. Um, it has it has been almost all organic. We tried the school stuff and the career website stuff. They did not work. Those people on the websites are looking for our stuff, and people in school just don't have, you know, they just pay 200 bucks for a class. It's not a lot of commitment. The way we recruit it organically, we've done a lot of the social media. So if they find us on social media, they're they're like similar avatars to the agent that we're looking for. Most of my personal recruiting has been through Instagram. I journal, I go to like over 20 conferences a year. It's September right now. I still have like five or six more to go. I go like meet people, see some behind the scenes, really great speakers on screen. I'm journaling it. I'm adding captions. Now people get free. They're getting a free experience from a follow-up boss from mine without, you know, coming here and pay, taking time out of the day. So kind of become a thought leader in that. And most of the smart things are said by other people. So people kind of want to follow that. And they bring a lot of information into our Slack channels. We have ongoing on, on, ongoing calls, but more more recently in recent years um, at EXP Realty, our team we we host a ton of events uh, in the last couple of years. This year we took a pause to it because people are not in a good mood with the market being lower, and a lot of people have kind of exited it. So like last year we did a lot of lot of cultural events, like panels. I'm doing chron chronological order. Example: We had like Black History Month, so we did black all black panel. Then we had all black women panel, and and then like. Uh, Hispanic one, we did like lat Latin Latina and uh, women in real estate panel. Then the dads panel, we had pride panel. We even did like a pride party. We had Halloween parties, six of the mile. So very culturally, we were able to bring a lot of people in. And then we get, and then once we're in, we kind of add them to our Slack channel, which tons of information on there all the time. Hundreds of agents are using actively. And then also I invited her coaching calls Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning. That Elias, my uh, business partner, director of sales, is doing some Monday motivation. Wednesday is like role plays. Uh, market updates through the week, Friday is a little more open session. They're constantly trying to add people in an environment. And most of the people were <clears throat> 80, like over 80, 
13, okay, 13% of our business is online leads. Mm-hmm. Not, not a lot. Not sure we did 1,010 deals. So 85% of our business is organic. So, and most of it is like done through social media. So people kind of find you online. And so, so that our agents doing social media is helping them create business opportunities, but it's also attracting other agents to the company that wants to build a business like that. And I, I, I'm, I post 50 times a day because at this conference is, is other people speaking. So because of that, like, we kind of build a community of very much that, and we're attracting more uh, similar people that want to build a business that way we're building our business. So much good stuff in there. And first of all, that's my MO is to hear smart things other people say and share it. Yeah. You know, yeah. love it. Hey, we'll get right back to this conversation in a matter of seconds, but I've got two quick things for you. First, thank you so much for listening to Real Estate Team OS. Our goal is to bring you a variety of stories, ideas, strategies, and hard-learned lessons to help you grow your business profitably. Second, if you've not yet signed up for weekly emails, you should do that. Just go to realestateteamos.com slash subscribe. You'll get email exclusive insights and guest previews every week, subscriber only episodes as they release, and instant access to two subscriber only episodes immediately. Again, it's all at realestateteamos.com slash subscribe. Now, back to the episode. Um, so I'm clear that Slack channel is open to agents that aren't on your team yet. And, yeah. the, and that training stuff is open to agents who aren't on your team yeah. yet. It's just an open invite. Hang around for two yeah. years before you join the team. Yeah, it's like, a, I mean, Slack is cheap. It's like $6 a user. And Slack is smart where it has a, uh, two weeks. If someone's not on it, they're deactivated, but they can come on any back any time again. It doesn't charge us. But our Slack is like the brain of our company. I post in there probably like 10 times a day at least. And we have a channel, a general chat for random stuff. There's a channel for social media tech tools. Anytime I see this AI stuff, social media tips, training, grass, yeah, strategy, I post it in there. Uh, we have a training events channel. It's just a lot of local events, lots and lots of online training. I don't care if the training is from Sotheby or Compass or Tom Ferry or in whoever. A lot of stuff is from Ford too, which is a place to think anything. So we bring it in and the agents have access to that. <clears throat> we have, a, we have a, a channel for market updates. That's my favorite channel. So. Stuff from like Housing Wire, MSNBC, Inman, BAM, whatever. Love, love, love is probably like eighty percent is more catered towards the Bay Area, because but reference huge. So we have that in there. We have a channel for showing requests, so we don't have showing agents on the team, but agents can put in fulfill. Like, hey, I need help with this. Typically, they're paying like fifty bucks a door. They get get their showings all covered by some an agent on the team. We have a training for open house opportunities. So, yeah, like. People need help with their houses and people grab those like right away. Those things fly. Uh, they can work and off-market listings coming coming soon. Uh, we run our Zillow Flex team internally. We have a channel just for referrals from our ISA team. People grab those. So Slack is like our, our thing. A lot of the agents who leave my team always like always, always ask like, can we stay on Slack? So good. You know, you've built a powerful ass. This is one of the things I picked up from Seth Godin for, as a marketing concept mm-hmm. years ago. You know that it's really good marketing when people miss it when it's gone. Yeah. Right? So, like, you stop sending that monthly newsletter, no one's going to be like, hey, where's that monthly newsletter? So, I love that you've built something that is so valuable to people oh, that newsletter. even when they're, yeah, whenever their best step yeah. is to to go somewhere else, that that's a piece they want to stay in touch with. Yeah. We, um, <clears throat> regarding newsletter, we actually have a weekly newsletter that's been doing it for over a year now called Fast News. It's a rundown of things happening in our company, like some pull out from Slacks. We highlight an uh, agent of the week. We've been there for a couple of years now. It's some point that we want to call the attention that it's something special. Um, and then we have a fast 
event newsletter with all the stuff that's happening in our offices. We have seven retail offices. So there's lots of physical in-person events happening. And then we have a keep it moving coaching newsletter. Our director of sales takes all his Monday, Wednesday, Friday coaching calls, and we cut out snippets. He has the full calls on his page, but we actually uh, cut out snippets or YouTube shorts for that. And our pages look sick. If you go to um, hashtag team fast is one page, fast real estate is a different page. And keep, uh, Elias Studio has his own. All the graphics are sick with the screenshots, the YouTube style stuff. And then we brought that into the marketing. So we're remarketing a lot of the stuff we, we, we use in the company. And that's a huge draw for agents to come. Yeah, super smart. Do you have a team uh, inside the team that does a lot of that uh, that work? Yeah, we have a we have a full marketing team. I think like four or five people. My all my leadership people have their own VAs um, directly report to them. But we have a marketing. Those projects get completed every single week. Yeah, and now we're dipping the AI for first not first time, but last week's newsletter first time was like all AI generated. It was all Star Wars theme. The pictures. <laughs> The little blocks, we, we took all the headshots and you recreated it. It just looks sick. Because um, I, I was known for doing newsletters like a couple of years ago for a good six years uh, where I took pop culture and created a thing. So they kind of bring that thing back. And I'm, I'm in the process. The first, first draft didn't really look that good to me, but the, the VAs went really literal. I was like, okay, look at my own newsletter and make something like that for, for agents. So they made this really cool whole SpongeBob Bob newsletter. So I was like, okay, we're on the right track, but I need to give, I haven't given them input yet, but we're going to bring back uh, a value add community. Yeah, so fun. Uh, what is a tip that you would have for an agent operating solo who who may be better off joining a team? What would you? How do you guide that person from a conversational or even a question perspective? Um, look at all the things you want to do because then there's definitely a value add at scale. Because I, I talked to some top agents. Let's just say someone's making two hundred grand a year, even three hundred grand a year, pretty pretty solid. Well, you go hire a marketing assistant and train, then you got to pay in there. No, 10, 15 grand, and you got to take the time to train them. And then you need to hire a showing agent, and you want to you want to coach, and you need open house help. Like, start really looking. Like, we, oh, we also have four full-time video editors in the Philippines. Uh, oh, nice. We have yep. a studio like this where we, uh, yeah, we handle that. But then, like, not all things you hire, like, look at that. Like, do you really want to handle all that, or do you want to plug in the team and pay a small, small fee and have all that accessible to you? Nice. Uh, a year from now, FubCon 2024, what do you want to look back on at this time and say, I'm really glad that I focused on that or that my team focused on that or that we invested in that? Like what's, what's, I mean, market conditions and that stuff aside, what are you looking forward to building, adding on, improving over the Something next we, year? We started implementing a couple months ago. I want more of, uh, we put a lot of people in accountability groups now. The example I actually shared earlier with, with like, we have this intensity bootcamp, this four-week program. We had 35 agents in there that volunteered to be in there. And in that time, we uh, knocked on over 8,000 doors. We had 226 appointments set, 15 escrows. We sent out like 300 one-on-one videos to people. So I want a whole company that's really strong on the foundational stuff where they're grinding it out and then layered what being able to talk about what they've done or examples of that or creating social media about that. Hey, I'm out door knocking today. Hey, I'm having this open house today. This is what's happening. So on. Because the I didn't focus too much on during this chat, but we're, our, our team is our, our number one priority has been social media. We mm -hmm. really want a lot of different influencers on the team, creating business, 80% of the business that way. Super interesting. I can see a whole new recruiting path where you can, because in a team context, I assume you have all the onboarding, training, support, coaching yeah. that you could take someone that's very adept at that and has some other related skills yeah. and turn them into a new agent. Yeah. We, we have a 30 day workshop where I would say probably 70, 
No, maybe eighty percent of agents have less than three, uh, less than three year experience on our team. Wow. Yeah. And what is your like target, like you know, in terms of a ramp time? Kind of what are some of your targets or benchmarks for them? And like you know, when you're talking to them, like, hey, it's going to take about this long to do to do that. Like like a year ago, I believe I need to check. We actually have our stats to take a look at. A year ago, I'm sure our, you our do. Average, our average stay to get in contract was like about sixty something days. Market conditions is a little yep. bit harder now, yeah. so I'd like to get that in three months for first contract. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Kenny, this has been great. I love what you're up to. You live fast. You feel fast to me <laughs> talking you. with you. Yeah. 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 Before I let you go, a fun question yeah. for you. Um, what is one of your most frivolous purchases or what's a cheapskate habit that you've held on to, even though you probably don't need to? Cheapskate habit or frivolous purchases? Yeah. One but, or the other. Um, I brought a new toothbrush. I'm really into tech. I don't buy a lot of random stuff, but when I buy stuff, I usually buy the most expensive one. I really, I'm really into tech products. So recently, I bought the uh, Oral B IO8 IO10 toothbrush. It's like four hundred dollars, but I love using it. It makes me happy every time I use it because my nine ones start giving out on battery life. Yeah. Yeah. What is what what makes a toothbrush a four hundred dollar toothbrush? Like, what was the feature where you were like, all right, I'm in. I don't know if it feels sturdy as a, this is stupid. The last one had this <laughs> 3D tracking thing in it. I don't know, but I, I just I like it. I had a Philips Sonic here with the regular kind of style brush head. It just doesn't feel as good to me. So this circle one, um, I travel a lot too. So having like this kind of enjoyment toy, yeah. it was cool. I, I didn't, I, I didn't read that many reviews on it. I knew this one's better than the last one. I really liked the last one. I spent so much time reading battery. I forgot what it was. So I was like, okay, this is the purchase. I also don't like to spend a lot of time. I'll like research a product, but I don't, like one day and I'm done. Okay. If I see the same product on a couple of different sites, I'll just buy it. I buy it. Like that's how I buy most of my stuff. So yeah. I don't really dive too deep. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much yeah, for doing you. this, Kenny. Con yeah. Continued yeah. success yeah. in the year ahead. Thanks for checking out this episode of Team OS. For email exclusive insights every week, sign up at realestateteamos.com.